rise up, young man. Rise up, young lady. You are not alone. No matter what you're going through, it is going to pass. You're gonna come out the other side. Keep shining. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of You Are Not Alone podcast by Mamba Inspire Brand. Like the title suggests, the purpose of this podcast is to help people out there who are going through unimaginable struggles know that they are not alone and believe that they will come out on the other side. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. Today we have uh, Mohammed Mohammed, a special guest joining us in our uh, You Are Not Alone podcast. Uh, Mohammed, how are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Great, great. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Um, my name is Mohammed Mohammed. My parents are from Sudan. I came to the U.S. like when I was around two and a half years old. I'm a Gates Scholar. I'm currently studying bioengineering with a minor in electrical engineering at Syracuse University in Syracuse, New York. Yes, sir. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, wow, I didn't know you were at Syracuse. That's a yeah. beautiful school. Yeah. How's the New York life? It's it's pretty good. It's busy, you know. Yes, sir. Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Colorado for most of my life. Okay. How how hard was growing up for you? What were some challenges you faced? Uh, some mountains you faced as a as a kid growing up. Um, I think one of the challenges a lot of first gen immigrant kids face in this country is, especially me being the oldest, I had to play like, I had to mature quickly, uh, help my parents through a lot of stuff because they were also new to the country and they didn't understand a lot. So like, in terms of helping them fill out forms like like taxes or just like helping them navigate like the healthcare system. Like I had, a, I had to do a lot of um, translating and kind of facilitating those conversations between my parents and like professionals in those fields. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So as a kid growing up, uh, you not only had to, had to be uh, the main speaker at home, but you also, you you brought you brought homework from school. How how hard was you? Were you able to to manage your homeworks, getting them done, knowing that there's nobody at home to help you? Um. Yeah, that's kind of tough, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, but I used like whatever resources I had, like the internet, to figure stuff out, mm-hmm. or like through books, or even like asking my teachers questions before I left school to start the homework so like mm-hmm. I made sure I knew what I was doing because a lot of the times my parents were unfamiliar with the education system here and I really couldn't ask them questions um, because that's not really how they went to school so yeah so was the internet always available to you when you needed it was what the, the internet always available to you when you needed it um not always, but most of the time. Okay. So at home was uh, education, getting an education was an expectation or a privilege? Did you know that you, you will get an education no matter what? Yeah, it was an expectation. Um, 
because like in the, when you come to this country the main thing you're coming for is like education like my parents came here to provide me and my siblings like a proper education like give us the opportunity to be like well educated so that mm -hmm. was like the thing i focused on the most like making sure that i was doing everything right like getting stuff done asking for help looking for opportunities to like grow as a student yes sir are you the oldest yeah i'm the oldest what 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 was that toll like on you to be the role model uh the first person who's going through this path and did you feel like you didn't have any option of failing you had to do whatever you can to be the role model for your siblings um yeah like being the oldest i kind of had to i guess in the sense become like the third parent mm -hmm. um kind of how like learning from my mistakes learning from like things that i didn't do and trying to teach my siblings like oh like i didn't know about this program when i was in your grade but like now i know about it like trying to give give them the opportunities that i didn't have mm -hmm. yeah so when you got to high school all these things were new to you as far as get uh, taking the SAT, preparing for it and mm -hmm. even knowing what college you, you wanted to go to uh what yeah. was the biggest how was that mountain uh, climbing that mountain like for you how 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 hard was it for you to prepare and make sure you had um, to you were ready for a school like syracuse uh it was i would say it was pretty hard to prepare but i was in um avid which is a class that's like a college readiness class it kind of prepares you mm. but it was kind of hard because it was the first time like filling like you know financial aid forms kind of like figuring out like how to pay for school how to apply for certain stuff like how to even apply for college like cause i didn't know mm. anyone that could help me in that sense like give me tips and like tell me oh this is what you need to do i have to like figure it out on my own um mm -hmm. kind of like reach out to like a majority like a majority of the people like whether it's by email or like through other like through mutual friends like reach out to them and be like hey can you give me any any advice like going forward like getting ready and getting ready for college yes sir so you were fortunate enough to be able to be a gate scholar which is a full ride to any school you want in the united states so without that opportunity what would would you have done uh were you gonna still go to a big school like syracuse or what what, what was your other options um i think if i was a gate scholar if i was a blessed to be picked um i would have i would have stayed in state because it's much cheaper but i would have like i would have still worked hard as i do now during my undergrad career to like mm -hmm. prepare me for the next level which is graduate school and eventually like just like prepare me for like future success because i think even if i didn't have the gifts i would still pursue my education i would still like um strive for like strive to be the best that i can be because i know like the sacrifices that my parents made for me to like be able to like go to school in this country for me to even like be able to be in this country like mm -hmm. i feel like it's my 
obligation to like work hard and kind of show them like those sacrifices aren't in vain like those mm-hmm. the sacrifices that they made were worth um the success of their children yes sir so talking about your parents how hard was it for them to make sure that you guys uh you and your sibling had everything you needed to to go through high school and without having to worry about having to work and stuff like that how hard was it for them um it was really hard like um my dad worked multiple jobs to be able to provide my mom worked as well um some days we'd barely see like my my dad cuz he worked a lot like when growing mm-hmm. up um and my mom she was fortunate enough to find work at a daycare center when we were younger so that way mm-hmm. she was able to watch us and work at the same time since we attended um child care as well yes sir yes sir that's amazing so you moved from uh colorado to go to new york for uh univer- for college uh, you went to syracuse mm-hmm. university how hard was that transition for you um the transition was it was hard i'm not it's like you're going on on your own you're being you're independent for your first time you're not relying mm-hmm. on anyone you try to you have to figure out like how to live on your own basically and send mm-hmm. for yourself advocate for yourself make sure that everything works out for you mm-hmm. so i think for me it was hard but at the same time it wasn't because like being the oldest i'm used to like responsibility i'm used to like reaching out kind of figuring out what i need to do so yes it was hard in the sense of moving far away but being acclimated to the environment and kind of figuring my way around i like figured it out pretty quickly yes sir yes sir uh as i'm sure you grew up uh with parents telling you that you you are going to be successful uh being the first person in your first born in your family they were looking at you as you need to be successful and you are always been told you were the one right and you yeah. came to you came to college at Syracuse and i'm sure you found people that are also very smart but one thing you find mm-hmm. is that many many people do not look like you right you are a very mm-hmm. minority how did yeah. you do how did you deal with the fact that you are an underdog and with all the imposter syndrome and uh, intimidation how did you deal with all of that um i i feel like the first semester at Syracuse like imposter syndrome hit me hard mm-hmm. in the sense that I was like oh these people are smarter than me like do I do I deserve to be here but I like slowly learned that like that's like self doubt like I'm kind of doubting my ability and kind of mm-hmm. judging um my my progress on someone else's progress when it's not even like the same like and then i started looking at myself as like being my own competition rather than being someone else's competition like seeing yes. like trying to progress trying to better myself like oh this is how i did this semester i can i know i i can be what i did last semester i know i could do better so i feel like that took 
I think that took some time to get out of that imposter syndrome, but I finally like found that I can't base my my journey off someone else's. I could only the only journey I can control is my own, and I have to um, kind of learn from my mistakes and my successes, not evaluate my journey um, with someone else's. Wow, that's amazing. Is there any uh, story uh, of, of a challenge that you face or any experience that made you feel like you, you, you do not belong there? I feel like tra- like transferring was one of the biggest challenges because mm-hmm. most of the time colleges look out for the first year students, they kind of guide them along the way mm-hmm. while like transfer students have to fend for themselves, figure it out. Mm-hmm. So that like that was a big challenge for me because like normally like I'd like expect like the school to reach out and be like, oh, there's this, this and this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's these opportunities, but like I had to force myself to like go seek um, people, go seek these opportunities, these resources on campus that I would have known about if I just like stayed like stayed quiet and like not went and like reached out. Yes, sir. How hard was it for a professor to put you under their wing and help you out? Did you find professor um, that? Yeah, um, this summer I did research um, with this professor, mm-hmm. and he quickly became like this summer and last semester. He quickly became like one of like my best mentors, my like one of like someone that like wants to see me succeed, someone that mm-hmm. like wants me to like do my best. I feel like most professors, you have to, they don't approach the student. You have to go and approach them mm-hmm. and kind of like talk to them regularly and like make, like make it like make sure they know you're interested, you're passionate in what you're studying. And oftentimes they'll be happy to take you under their wing and kind of show you um, the way, kind of direct you towards resources. Um, like other colleagues that they think might help you in your journey. So I feel like a large part of finding that mentor and kind of developing that network is like on you. Like you, you're the one that has to go and like reach out and find those connections. You can't just sit back and be like, oh, I'm taking a class with this professor. I could sit back and then later on I could just ask him for stuff. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to kind of the first day you have that professor, you have to make, you have to make strides to establish a connection with them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So being a Gates Scholar is one of the highest honor for a high school student to get. Uh, mm. It comes with a lot of privileges and uh, is, it means a lot for many students who, who without it cannot have uh, the kind of education they want, cannot reach the goal they want. What are some uh, privileges that you got because you are a Gates Scholar as far as uh, some experiences that um, came from being a Gates Scholar? Oh, uh, I think one huge experience was being involved in the alternative spring break. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like kind of 
helped me connect with other scholars as well as like introduced me to a bunch of um, professionals in various mm. fields. I feel like without Gates, that would have been possible. And another thing mm. I appreciate about Gates is like the large network that's available to me, not even of mm. professionals, but of students and like, like scholars that came um, before me and kind of like the openness of that um, program. Um, you just re you could reach out to any any of them and they'll like more they'll be open to helping you and um, providing you with any resources that you need. So I feel like that's a big big thing that Gates provides. Not only like does it cover school, mm -hmm. but also but it also gives you the opportunity to connect with so many different people that you wouldn't um, have connected with like me and you. Like I wouldn't have. Um, known you if it wasn't for the Gates um, scholarship program. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did you do any traveling yet? Um, like study abroad and stuff. Yes, sir. Um, no, not yet. Okay. So, what are some uh, of your life aspirations? I know you're about to graduate in a year, and uh, mm -hmm. there are so many opportunities. What, what, what are some things that you intend to do once you graduate, or that you are even doing now? Um, so like right now I'm conducting research at a lab. Um, we're working on a project and we're collaborating with a bunch of different universities and um, professionals. So that opportunity has like helped me a lot in like uh, solidifying my research experience, kind of learning how a lab works, but also I'm going to be given the opportunity to be um, included in a published paper, hopefully in the future, because wow. of the work that I've been doing in the lab. So that's one of the big things. And in regards to the future, uh, I know I want to pursue a graduate education mm -hmm. and hopefully um, go into entrepreneurship within the biotechnology field. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow, that's good. By the way, let me know when you get into that. That's I'm interested into that too. All right, I'll let you know. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so you came, you came so far. Uh, starting from uh, Colorado, uh, with your parents, growing up mm -hmm. with, with uh, not a lot. Now yeah. you are put in an opportunity where you, you can, you have the potential to get up and go uh, take the world on your own and mm -hmm. change lives. Mm -hmm. And in the middle, you, you, I'm sure you have faced so many struggles, so many challenges, days that uh, you, you thought, is this worth keep going, right? Yeah. What, what motivated you to keep going? What motivated you to wake up every day and go chase your dream? Um, I feel a big part, like I mentioned before, is the sacrifices my parents made mm -hmm. um but also just like that self-motivation of i know what my dreams are and i know i i know the success that i want in my life and like i feel like that alone motivates me to wake up in the morning and kind of work towards it because ultimately like you're chasing your dreams for you not for anyone else so if you're not a self-starter, self-motivator, like 
if you don't have that fire to just see your dreams come into fruition, like come into reality, then um, I don't think you you'll achieve your dream. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's true. If there is one advice uh, that you could have told the younger you at a younger age uh, that could have helped you in college, maybe when you were in high school, uh, mm. what would it be? What were one thing that could have potentially benefited you if you know in high school before you got to college? Um, I think the biggest thing would be don't doubt yourself and don't don't doubt your greatness because that self-doubt is very detrimental and yes, you need to believe in yourself and believe that you have the ability to achieve anything because with that mindset you will achieve anything that you put your mind to so i feel like that's one huge piece of advice that i'd give like my high school self entering college yes sir uh one of the things right now uh, according to the boom of the media there are so many uh young African-American female and male, especially in the inner cities, who find their role model in what they see in the media, right? And uh, many of them are running away, kind of running away from science majors and things like that. Mm -hmm. Why do you think is the reason for that? Why do you think so many students do not want to do science, so many minority students? Um, I think mostly because the way success for those communities is portrayed in the media, Oftentimes, mm -hmm. you see like um, success portrayed through sports, through music, through uh, movies, and there's nothing wrong with pursuing the arts. But I think oftentimes um, the STEM fields aren't portrayed enough um, in the media for African American students or any minority students. And I feel mm -hmm. like that should be brought into light. Like most recently, I think the movie Hidden Figures, and mm -hmm. even though it pushed that narrative that yes, there are there are minorities that did great things in STEM, but they're not highlighted enough. We don't know their yeah. stories. So I think telling the stories of those people that have come before us that have done great work in those fields and telling the stories mm -hmm. of current people that are doing great work in those fields will motivate mm -hmm. like the future generation to seek um to seek uh what's it called? be like more interested in being in those fields and then STEM fields because when you when you don't see yourself in something it's very hard to pursue it yes sir so there are so many high school students uh, who do not have parents who, who who know about this who no matter how much they want for their kids to succeed do not know how to how to tell them how to craft that path for them right uh, for those students what do you think would be something to tell them? Like, how, how do you keep them encouraged and motivated to go to college and do this job that they don't know anything about? Um, I think a big part in, like, motivating them would be just, like, wait, can you repeat the question? Are you, can you repeat the question? Yeah, of course. So I'm saying there are so many kids who do not have parents who know how to, uh, who knows anything about uh, science majors and stuff like that. They do not even have parents who can motivate them to stay in schools. For many students, 
uh, education is a privilege, right? Yeah. They do know, and actually they don't know when they get into college, they do not know the different measures uh, about the different options that they can have, right? And yeah. sometimes that limit them uh, to the number of choices they have as far as college measures. So yeah. what would you tell those kids uh, about preparing for college? Um, I would tell them, I feel like uh, exposure to programs that prepare kids for college need to be um, implemented. Like more, I feel like more college readiness programs need to be implemented out of school, not mm -hmm. because there's already college readiness programs in schools, but I feel like if there was an out of school one where say students could attend the program out of like after school and kind mm -hmm. of learn more about the STEM field, learn more about college, college readiness, um, how to prepare, but not even just for the students, like host um, parent workshops as well to get them informed about the process. Because a lot of parents don't, don't know the process of going to college. A lot of them don't know the the work that goes behind applying and don't know yes, like sir. how how the the system works, how like admissions works, how financial aid works. So yes, I feel sir. like if there's a program implemented in those communities that focus on not only teaching the students but teaching the parents as well, then yes, that will that will skyrocket the number of minorities that go to four-year universities. So there you have it, people. Thank you so much for tuning into the Mamba Inspire You Are Not Alone podcast. We have another great story next episode. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Twitter, and Instagram for updates. Look up Mamba Inspire.